What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the living room, or TLR for short. I am so pumped that you are here. We are so pumped that you are here. If you have no idea what you stumbled upon or you forgot since last time, TLR is a podcast and a community where we talk about life and faith and honestly, whatever else comes up. We created this community for anyone who wants to join in on these conversations. If you want to get more connected with us, finding us on Instagram is the best way. We'd love for you to join us, meet new people, and get connected with all the different things we have going on around here. Don't worry, we linked all that in our description. Well, that's enough for me, for now. But wherever you are in your life journey, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. It inspires you to continue this conversation and to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the living room. I am so, so, so excited for today's episode. We have a very special guest in our living room today. We got my friend. We got my Taylor Swift partner, my the the man that my wife is scared I'm going to leave her for, Eric. It's going to happen. <laughs> Eric, what is up? Just to be what? clear, honey, by the way, when you listen to this, I'm not going to leave you, okay? Anyway, but yes, we got Eric. What's up? Not too much, Nate. Welcome, welcome. Well, hey, it's your show. Welcome me, I guess. But hey, <laughs> thanks for having me today, bro. Dude, I'm so bummed that you are here. We, um, we've been talking about like emotional and mental health, which we'll get to in a minute. But the reason that I had you had to have you come is not because i missed you which is true not because we can reminisce about taylor swift all the whole episode but we will do some but it's because you and i were in school together yes we were both studying to be counselors psychologists we were figuring that out you continued that dream you actually achieved it like you're a real life counselor you you are a licensed marriage and family therapist beautifully like, like said. for real like a real one uh I stopped at my bachelor's, <laughs> so you're living part of my dream for me, but it's been cool. Like We've stayed friends after college. You just started your business recently, which is really exciting, but because it's something we've been talking about here on the podcast, I was like, dude, we need to get a real counselor here and start like, you know, I think people have so many perceptions of counseling and we want to break some of those walls down with, and like, I, you know, I'll speak for our crowd and things that I hear and like, like, like. You're you're the one in the cage, and we're gonna examine you. Like, Please like, do. What is a counselor actually Gosh. like? Examine away. I am here, you know? my brother. But I think we already started off on a great note because uh, go right out of the gate. I'm like, yeah, both uh, both of the women in our life are like, I get worried every time they spend time together, right? Because like, we're we too close to friends. I don't know, but like, <laughs> is there such a thing? <laughs> I, that's what I would say. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Every time the four of us get together. Amanda and Fallon would just be like, oh, man, they're, their bromance is too strong. They're going to end up together, and that's <laughs> like, okay. Like, like, well, you know, it's that's, that's one of the things that I love about college, though, is that, like, you know, that's where we became friends, yeah. you know? And a lot of people listening are, are college students, and, like, you know, this is why you just go out of your way to say hi to people, because you never yes. know. You may meet one of your lifelong best friends in college, <sighs> and so... That's just a side note. That's not what we're talking about. But like, but I love that idea. <laughs> but that's so true. It, uh, it, it, it just talk to people, being good people. Okay. I'm trying to remember. I, I 
I think I remember the first class we had together because I think I remember looking at you and being like, oh, snap, this guy's tall and he's a dweeb. <laughs> oh, he's like, such a dweeb. Freaking nerd. <laughs> okay. Like, ask, Eric is the guy who, like, at the end of class, like, oh, excuse me, you forgot to collect our homework. Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> boo. I would not do that, I promise. But I would be the guy to record everything and listen to it 12 times at home. <laughs> yep. Yep. You totally did that stuff. And then. But then where we really bonded was we worked together and we both realized we loved Taylor Swift. Okay. Like, I think you should share the story about what our boss did to us. But then, you know, just reminisce on Taylor for a second because she's been crushing it. I mean, she literally, what a queen. She is the queen. I mean, like, she's just re-recording all these albums. I mean, like, yeah, give, give us the Taylor Swift moment, Eric. So, I mean, Taylor Swift and Nate and I go way, way back, right? I mean, we're basically the Holy Trinity. But that said, (laughs) not to be sacrilegious here, but that said, we, back in the day, loved Taylor Swift so much that we used to jam pretty hard. While we were working. Yeah. Air quotes. (laughs) Air quotes. In our adolescent stress lab, I believe, right? (laughs) Taking cortisol levels from teenagers and their parents during uh, (laughs) intense interactions. So we'd be doing all of that intense work, right? We'd be getting some real great scientific data to advance the field of psychology. Five seconds later behind the scenes, we were jamming out to Taylor Swift. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. And so then one day our boss comes in, all right? And what did she say to us? <laughs> she said, Nate, Eric, I saw what you both were just doing. And let me tell you, only 12-year-old girls jam out to Taylor Swift the way you guys just did. I know. She's like, I literally thought only middle school girls middle would school. listen to Taylor Swift. And I was like, that's kind of offensive. <laughs> right. But we own it. Because we totally own it. And here's the thing. That was like, I mean, like six, seven years ago. And yes. so still true today. Still Absolutely. true today. You pull up today, and what am I jamming out to? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. And what am I jamming out to? Sojourn Leaders with my boy, Nate Falkel. Yes. Yes. Love it. So anyway, we could talk about Taylor Swift the whole time, but that's not the real reason we're here. Uh, I want to jump into this like emotional mental health conversation, right? Because it's something we're both passionate about. Mm -hmm. It is what you've dedicated your career to. And just start off with a nice general question, which is like why do you think mental or emotional health like why is that important why is it an important thing to talk about to work on yeah just why is it important love 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 that question nate so i would say you know it's important because and not to be too therapisty here i'm gonna get on my do little, it <laughs> do it do it i'm gonna get on my little therapist level here and say it affects everything right i mean like a lot of times you know I'll even talk about it this way, like physical health, emotional health, mental health, spiritual health, all these kinds of health, right? But the cool thing is they're all related, like Mm -hmm. super, super related, right? Yeah. It's not like one just compartmentalizes itself and then it's like, I'm good. No, it's like if I go on a run, I'm going to feel physically better, Mm -hmm. but I'm probably also going to feel less stressed, right? Mm -hmm. Less of those nasty stress hormones like cortisol Mm -hmm. up in our body. We're going to be getting that out. So I think it's really cool to just pay attention to this stuff, not in like a super overly analytical way where you're just stressing more because you want to increase your <laughs> don't, awareness. Don't add stress <laughs> to your life to decrease your stress. Which, hey, we're all guilty of. I think I'm, I'm yeah. a therapist and I'm guilty of that from time to time. Yeah. It's like being aware of this stuff and trying to better it a lot of times can make more stress. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just kind of like you said in your intro, my man, it's like, Life's a journey, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a spiritual journey, a physical, emotional journey, we're all on a journey 
and we yeah. don't ever reach the finish line. Yeah. I think that's one like the biggest takeaways for me is we're never going to reach that finish line of oh, perfect. <laughs> You're now perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you are, but I mean, <laughs> let's, let's all be honest here. Shout out to Nate. He is pretty darn close. But <laughs> that said, like we never reach that finish line. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it really is a thing where we're like, <clears throat> I, it, it it has just dawned on me the more of this journey that I've been on that like it really is, doesn't end, which actually is the thing that I struggle with because yeah. I'm like because I want it to end. Right. I want to be like, and I've arrived. Totally. I do this, 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 and this, and I've arrived. Yes, and and it's still a thing that I'm still like, I don't know, not not just processing, but just like I'm like, oh man, this is this is forever. <laughs> Forever's a long time. <laughs> this is this is forever. But at the same time. I think maybe tweaking that perspective just a little bit that like that's actually I think part of what gives me hope is that it's like we we, we put this we put the standard or this expectation of being perfect out there and like all right I got to get there Uh but realizing that you're not going to get there and that it's a journey and just growth that actually gives hope because because where you're at is not hopeless or helpless you know like like you can uh, you can do it all right and like and you can take steps forward and and i think that's that's one of the things that like you know yeah you just change the perspective of can can help um huge can yeah. i can i go on a soapbox oh, for just for a it. second cuz i love that while nate was talking i may or may not have just fist bumped in the air like five <laughs> times cuz what he said was so true you know it's like it's it's empowering and it's hopeful and it feels good to know that it's not forever yeah our mind thinks of our life like whoa if I have to start seeing a therapist, I'm going to have to see them forever. I'm going to have to be accountable mm-hmm. to them and me forever on all this change. And that feels scary and stressful. Guess what, guys? Like Nate said, it's not forever, yeah. right? I mean, we got a finite amount of years on this earth, <laughs> which is one thing, not to be too morbid here, but we do. So that's one thing. It's limited. And two, you know, that's why being mindful and being in the moment and being thankful for what we do mm. have. I mean, for those spiritual religious folks, right? It's great to just be mindful and thank God for the fact that we're alive and we're healthy. We got awesome people like Nate and Taylor Swift in this world (laughs) to make it cool, right? (laughs) Exactly. Um, You know, so I think what I want to dive into with our time is that, like, I know I've been talking about, like, I've been talking about this for years with people about how you should go to counseling. But what, you know, be transparent and what a hypocrite I was in that. I tell people all the time they need to go to counseling. I knew I needed to, and I wouldn't go. Okay. All right. Same. And I've touched on that somewhat. I'll touch on it more here, but um, I'm totally open about that. But like, but then I also, so I know personally, but I also hear what a lot of the pushback to going. And, and I think talking to, again, a real life counselor right here, a real life therapist in the flesh, like, I think it'd be really cool for people to hear you respond to some of those concerns or you even address concerns that you see because you see it way more than I do. Um, So that's what I do. And and one of the first is, is that like, I know we touched on this, like Tyler touched on this, but like in the last episode, but like, it is so interesting to me that like mental health, especially for like college students, young adults has shifted where we're like, it's something that we praise that would Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. That we pay attention to, right? And we and we celebrate, right? Yeah. 
in other people. Right. <laughs> okay. So true. All good right. for them. It's like, good for you. You're going yeah. to counseling. Good job. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to go. Right. Okay? Right. I'm fine. I don't need it. Right. Exactly. And even in what I just said, I tell, I told people for years, yeah, you should go to counseling. I help people find counselors. Yes. Okay. Did I go? Yes. No. Did I need to? Of course <sighs> I did. But I didn't go. But I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's great for you. I mean, I like, and inspire and encourage people. Right. Set them up. And then, like, but I wouldn't go. Totally, dude. Why do you think that is? Like, like. Oh, I love this. Unpack some of that. <laughs> Nate, I love your questions. These are like, you pulling these questions out of my brain as we speak. I love it. <laughs> so, what I was thinking was, in regards to that, it's kind of like, in your situation, and, in, in, you know, in mine, too, and in a lot of people's, I feel like, one... It's scary to let our guards down, be vulnerable with ourselves and those around us mm-hmm. to be like, hey, I'm going to go see a therapist. Yep. A lot of times, too, I feel like if you are not displaying like super obvious signs of, you know, I don't even like to say mental illness. It makes it sound so medical and, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know, icky in ways. It's just like a journey yeah. and, you know, stress, anxiety, depression, sadness, anger, all those things that we all have. And that are healthy to have, really. And we'll talk about that later, I'm sure, too. <laughs> is It's part of the journey, you know? It's like no one's happy all the time. But if it's not these super obvious signs, like somebody's isolating or somebody's mm-hmm. blowing up in anger at somebody all the time, it's kind of like, do I need therapy? Question mark? Yeah. Yeah. And especially in your position or mm-hmm. a lot of people's of like being like a leader like mm-hmm. you are. Somebody who's like super, I don't know, kind and compassionate mm-hmm. like you are. It's like, wait, Nate doesn't need it. Like, is he hiding something? Mm-hmm. You know, like he seems like a good, happy guy. But if he goes to therapy, he must not be question mark. You right. know what I mean? Oh, and that's, you know, part of what I think is dawning on me. Like, this is just a fresh thought. But like, that's exactly it was that is like there's nothing like super bad in my life. Right. Where like, like, oh, man, I'm like. I have like clinical depression and right. like I can't get out of bed. It wasn't that extreme. Right. So, I mean, so contrast it with my wife. She's very open about this. So I'm not talking behind her back. She, we have actually recorded a podcast on a separate podcast talking about this. So just spoiler alert. I'm just not surprised to my wife, but she's an angel. <clears throat> she at one point was not an angel because she had a <laughs> lot of mental <clears throat> like, health just issues going on right. and it got super super intense and really bad and it got to the point where where we where I said listen I love you I'm not leaving you I'm staying with you but you either need to go help get help or like I'm going to go live somewhere else right right and like and it was this kind of ultimatum point in our mm. life where I was like you have intense trauma yes. and mental health things that need to be worked out. Right. She enrolled in a week-long program at Butler Mental her. Hospital. It was intense. She went there like all day for five days, and it was intense. Super healing. Awesome. Started the journey, and then now it's like in maintenance mode in a lot of ways, and it's great. It's incredible. Okay? Go, Amanda. You rock. And it is. It's great. I love it, and I love how open she is with that story that she allows me to tell it to everybody because like, if you, if you or a loved one is in that, like, I mean, again, it took a very emotional conversation between yeah. me and her being like, listen, I love you. I support you. You got to get help, though. That's okay? it. Totally. But here's where I think the, the problem we're talking about comes in. Right. You contrast that to me. My mental health wasn't, I don't want to say that bad, okay? Right. But like, but it wasn't at that level, yeah, right? Totally. It was more like, I, I, you know, I was, I'm doing oh, fine. Mm-hmm. 
But but I think that's the thing. Is most people are doing fine, but yep. they're not thriving. Exactly. <laughs> oh, right? Nate, you just mic dropped. That boy is on fire. Thank you so much. I really think that that's the issue. The more we've talked about this, I've talked about it for three weeks now, and that's what I think I've realized oh. is most people are doing fine. That's what we say, but you're not thriving. And mm. and at least mentally and emotionally. And if you went to counseling, mm. you could start taking steps to really thriving that as we started off with would help you thrive in every other area of your life. I love the word thriving. Thriving is amazing. And honestly, <laughs> and I'm not plugging my own business here, but on my website, I say that it's like most people are the F word fine. Mm-hmm. Right. And insert any adjective, any emotion word in there. Fine. I'm good. Mean, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm extroverted. I'm introverted. I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm okay enough not to need therapy. Like there's so many things that allow us to be the F word or fine. Right. Mm-hmm. And I bring that up in my sessions with my peeps, right? Is you just dropped the F bomb. You said fine. Let's mm-hmm. unpack that. Let's let's see what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is just fine. Maybe yeah. it is just, hey, I'm content. Like yeah. one of like one of my yeah. uh, lovely people, Emma or Sarah or Tyler yeah. said, right? Content. Yeah. And I feel like that's so huge is like going from that state of just surviving mm-hmm. and like, hey, I'm alive and I'm not totally melting down, which is cool. That's great. That's part of the journey. But to go into that thriving state yeah. where like you can do what you're doing, which is like help people and enjoy your life mm-hmm. and not just survive and get by. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. I mean, and it's so interesting because you think about it again in all these other areas of life where, where we talk about health. Like, you know, I just I, I, I mean, part of what came to mind is I think like fi- financially, most people financially, they're fine. They're not thriving financially yes. because of the habits that they have. Most people physically, they're fine, okay? Because the physical habits that they have. Most people mentally are fine because of the mental habits they have. I mean, I think most people are fine. And I think that's the thing is that, like, the invitation into counseling is, like, is it an invitation into thriving? It doesn't mean yes. that you have to be sad, mad, anxious, depressed. Like, like you, you could be fine. But, like, how can we start taking steps towards towards thriving? Love that's huge. That. I think that I want to get a tattoo of what you just said. It was like (laughs) (laughs) getting an invitation to counseling is like getting an invitation to thriving. That is so cool. I love, love that. That's huge. You run that motto on your company and it like triples your profits. I'll start taking royalties. (laughs) Nate's definitely getting some royalties (laughs) up in here. All right. You heard it here first, people. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you know, the other piece of this too, though. So like, so I know that's one thing. Just the initial, just like you know like oh yeah i'll go to counseling right mm-hmm. and 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 i'm kind of tracking my journey this because it's i think it's similar to most people that it took me like two to three years before mm-hmm. i was like i was like yeah i should go mm-hmm. yeah i should go and i don't go and then finally all right i'll go totally and then then what happens is you're like well where do i go <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like what's next yes and like Actually, I mean, this is a very practical one. We don't have to spend enough time, a ton of time on. Mm-hmm. But actually, how do you find somebody like mm-hmm. like <clears throat> when you're like, question. like, all right, yeah, I'll go. Yes. Now what? Like, right? Do I Google it? Right. <laughs> like, do I like call my doctor? Like, what do I do here? <clears throat> do I talk to somebody who's gone? Yeah. I would say, you know, there's, there's a couple really, really great websites. Because I think, one, if you've got like a, a family member or a friend or a doctor who you really trust, right? Talk to them about it if you feel comfortable doing yeah, that, yeah. right? Go at your own pace. 
but also there's some really cool websites. One that comes to mind is called psychologytoday.com. That's where I found all my counselors. I love it. I love it. And it's free, which it is, is awesome. That's the that's the good F word, free. Yeah. <laughs> we all yeah. like that that's four letter word. Good. Yes. <laughs> and you just basically go on the psychologytoday.com and then at the top left, I think, there's this tool that says therapist finder. You click on that and then you can literally just like fine tune it to whatever you're looking for. Mm -hmm. What's your insurance? Are you doing cash for service? Do you want help with anxiety, depression, coping skills, et cetera? Yep. And then it'll literally just spit out any kind of therapist in your area mm -hmm. who fits that niche. So yep. it does all the work for you. It, it even shows you a picture of them. It does. Which it's, shouldn't matter, but it does sometimes. It does. It does. I mean, my favorite thing to do is every time I'm on there showing it to somebody, I find you and send you a picture <laughs> of it. And I'm like, hey, that's my friend. I, <laughs> I love that. That's my Taylor Swift fan club, that, boy. That's, 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 I went to college with him. <laughs> yes. um, but love no, that. I mean, it really does. Like it, it. That's my go-to mm -hmm. tool. I mean, like, but I think the two you said are huge like i mean yeah. if if you have people you're comfortable talking to they can refer you mm -hmm. um obviously i know doctors can refer you and stuff but like still that's like oh, i don't know this person exactly um i uh i love the uh psychology.com tool so good. we'll link that in our description for you in case Absolutely. you're looking for it um yeah yeah go for it and then the only other one that and i don't know if this one's free or not but i know it's really great it's called zencare i think it's z-e-n-c-a-r-e -E, zencare and that one it's a little bit more i don't want to say upscale but it, it really um it really does a great job hooking people up with great therapists psychology today has a lot more therapists i think on it so if you want to do that again it's free it's great but Zencare is just another option for anybody looking for uh, some support on their journey. That's yeah. awesome. Love it. See, this is why you're here. I've never heard of that. So this is this is why we have the professional here. But that's that's a practical step. That is like, all right, I'm going to go now. What? Right. Um. Then comes the stage where you're like, okay, I'm going to email them. Okay. Uh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> or call them if you're really bold. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Which I've never done. I'm way too scared to call first. <laughs> like because because and actually I I do want to unpack that. Then like you get to the stage where you're like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to email them. But there's a lot of stuff like for most people happening inside because you're like, yes. I mean, you're being vulnerable. You're like, totally. Like, what do you? I, I mean, this yeah. is like another practical question. But like, mm -hmm. I just walked through this with a couple of friends, and they're uh, they're like, what do I say? Like, yeah. Hi, I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I, Johnny Appleseed. I, I'm looking for help. <laughs> I'm messed. Like, what do I? What I'm do you up, say? <laughs> like, like, I love that. like, what do you say to them? What is that interaction like? And and obviously, like, some yeah. of this is different per counselor and per counseling business you go to. But, like, you want to unpack a little yes. bit of that, like, Absolutely. some of the roadblocks plus, like, what people are feeling. And then what what do you even say? Like, what's helpful to say? Great point, bro. I would say, you know, there's a couple ways that I would recommend approaching this. That said, you know, this is just my perspective. You know, my company's called Compassionate Perspectives because I only offer a perspective. I don't offer all the answers, and I never want to pretend like I do because I think that's, one, annoying, two, false, and three, kind of narcissistic, so let's not do that, right? <laughs> but a couple options that, you know, I think are, are cool when you do make that step to reach out are, one, you know, a lot of people, it's super stressful to mm. actually, like, 
interact with anybody, let alone <laughs> a stranger who is going to see you be vulnerable and who you might not even see again if they don't have <laughs> new like yeah. slots for new clients, right? Yeah. So it's uh, so I'm right? I'm a pretty confident guy. You are, and I'm like I don't like I, I'm like uh like. <laughs> Yes. Hi. <laughs> like, right. I, I, that's why I said I've never called because, like, I don't like. I wouldn't even know. I'd be like, so. Uh, never mind. Right. <laughs> and then they call you back because they're like, wait, that guy like, does need some support. I, I know. And like, no, 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 leave me alone. Block. Right. <laughs> like, oh god, I'm never doing this again. Oh, that's awesome. I would say though, like, if you feel comfortable, give them a call. Right. Just most likely, depending on how big the practice is. You're probably going to talk to a secretary first, mm -hmm. so you probably won't even talk to, in most cases, the actual therapist or psychologist or whatever mm -hmm. that you're looking for. So you'll probably talk to, you know, insert the name, Suzanne, the receptionist or whatever. Yeah. So one, that's cool because that leaves a little buffer room between you and the person you're going to be vulnerable with. Yep. Suzanne knows nothing about you and she probably never will because of mm -hmm. HIPAA. Thank God for HIPAA. <laughs> but, you know, I would say if you call, just kind of have something ready, right? Like I would even recommend writing it down or having a little text on your screen in mm -hmm. front of you. Hey, my name's John. I'm looking for some support with anxiety. Uh, and I was interested in working with Dr. John, who I found on psychology today, right? John and John. <laughs> Dr. John. Yes. John, Super John and Suzanne. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like, then you've got it like pre-scripted yeah. and, and then one of two things is probably going to happen. That person's either going to say, hey, I'm so sorry, you know, that doctor is currently not accepting new patients, they're full, mm -hmm. you know, disclaimer, a lot of therapists are in that position right now because mm -hmm. it's COVID, a lot of stress, still reached out though, but, or they're going to say, you know, let's, let's set up an appointment, mm -hmm. let's set up, a, you know, a, an intake day for you to come on in if you'd like to, and, you know, we can see about getting that set up for you. Yeah. So... That's kind of how it would go most times. Yeah. We're going to, in a second, we'll jump into like that initial thing. But but right here is where I see a lot of things. People will either call or they'll send an email because you can send an email with the yes. same thing that you said. Mm -hmm. And they'll reach out to you and schedule a time with you through email. Right. And that's what, I mean, just so you know, that's what I've done for all mine. And like my initial thing has been an email. Mm -hmm. And and so that's definitely a way to do it that if it feels safer, go for it. But yes. There's something that happens here quite a bit that I hear and maybe just about everybody that's ever gone to counseling uh -huh. and it's the ghosting <laughs> the oh, counselor. Yes. Okay. Because I, everybody, I don't know if I've heard somebody, um, that's gone through the whole thing and like followed it all the way through without ghosting at least one counselor, because mm -hmm. there's this stage here where you like, where you reach out to them, mm -hmm. especially if this is through email, this is the easiest way. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that I see this happening. You reach out through an email, and you're like, hey, it's that initial email, and you're like, hey, you know, I'd like some help working on my, you know, you know, anxiety. Right. Okay? And then they reach out and go, awesome, here's some available time slots. We'll do initial, mm -hmm. you know, meeting, yeah. you know, intake. We'll talk about, you know, we'll get to know each other a little bit, all that stuff. Uh -huh. And then you're like, oh, snap. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because now it becomes it's real. real. So true. And, and I know so many people, they like, they just stop there. Yep. They don't go any further, um, you know, for a while. Or they're in that spot. Like somebody listening right now, like they may be in that spot. They're like, yeah, I emailed a guy or a girl like two months ago and I haven't done anything right. about it. <laughs> right, right. 
And seriously, I can tell you how many times I hear that story that people are like, yeah, I know I need to go to counseling. I even started and then yes. it got to the uh, to the scheduling yeah. section and it like dies there. Totally. And, you know, it. Uh, <laughs> I know, I won't say who, but I even know somebody, a psychologist that, because actually th- this is true too. Counselors go to counseling, okay? I which, do. Which, Full disclosure, I think everybody should. Absolutely. Which, if that says something, then even the professionals are going yes. to professionals. So totally. unpack that for you yourself uh, on your own time. But um, I know somebody that's a psychologist is scheduling a meeting for a counselor, mm-hmm. okay? And they ghosted their counselor, right. which happens to them all the time, and they get so frustrated when it happens to them, and they did it. <laughs> they're like, and they're right. like, and so it's a real thing there. Yeah. And I think it goes to to all the stuff I said. And you had something um, when we were, you know, off off mic, uh, talking about this. That like you still think that that's actually a positive step. You want to unpack that for a second? Yeah, absolutely. So I think you know that's a totally normal part of the. You know, I love Nate's word. I'm going to keep using it. <laughs> I'll give you royalties. Part of the journey, part of the process is like, you know, any step in the direction that you feel you need to go is a good step. Whether that is, you know, the quote unquote ideal situation of I feel anxious or depressed or any of the other myriad of options in there, right? In the good old DSM. And then I follow through. I go on psychology today. Number two, I call. Number three, I have my intake appointment. Number four, mm-hmm. I follow through and I meet with them weekly or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, ideal. But guess what? It's totally okay. Not even okay. It's awesome for you to reach out. To think about mm-hmm. typing in psychology today on your browser, mm-hmm. like a lot of people have this, you know, misconception that it's, you know, if I ghost them or if I don't attend weekly sessions or if I go two times and then stop, I'm failing yeah. or my therapist is going to hate me and then I'll be blacklisted <laughs> in the Rhode Island community <laughs> and won't be able to see anyone <laughs> letting you know as a professional that is false. <laughs> you know, it is a super, super great thing, I think personally, for you to reach out, right? For you to think about it. And it's okay if you do ghost, right? That said, I'm a therapist. I lose money when people do ghost, but it's okay. I'd rather lose, you know, the money from one session a week or something from somebody not like following up and ghosting Mm -hmm. than them not ever reach out at all. You know, that's okay with me. Because it's still part of the the, it's part of the process. This is literally what I was gonna say is that you still took a step. Like even if you're at that stage where you're like, I sent an email, they answered, and I just stopped there, Mm -hmm. right? Like, well, next time, like you've been through all of it before, and that's part of the reason that this is so uncomfortable is that when it's your first time, everything's uncomfortable. Your first time, first time riding a bike, first time doing literally anything is uncomfortable. This is on top of. All the other just emotional, mental things, stories you're telling. I mean, there's so many things that make it yeah. uncomfortable, including it being your first time. But that means the yeah. second time, though, yes. up to that point, it's not your first time anymore. And totally. so you can breeze past that part and then get to the uh, get to where you start getting into that that thriving invitation. So totally, I want to uh, let's talk about this because I think then I think part of I think maybe if there's like one thing at the end. Um, as we start to like wrap us on the practical pieces of this, I think when people are like, okay, so I reach out, I schedule all these things that we've t- kind of touched on, but like, I think the thing that freaks people out is that first 
like meeting yeah. or that first session, right? Right. Because again, even when I was just saying about comfort, after that first session, you start to have an idea and you build from there. Yeah. Like, like like you've had this first session mm-hmm. and you can build from there. You know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to see what you like and don't like yes. and stuff. But like talk to me about like in general terms, because some yeah. of this depends on the counselor you go to, mm-hmm. but in general terms, what happens that first time you show up? Like, I mean, are they like, all right, tell me all your deepest, darkest family secrets. Like, like what is, you know, what no. is the worst thing you've ever done? No. Like, what is that first stage like? That That's first a session. Great question, Nate. I love it. So these days, especially since COVID, you know, a lot of therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, they're doing all a lot of that initial intake assessment stuff online, right? For my business and a lot of others, it's. We, we give the opportunity to talk about, you know, via typing, like in a, you know, an online format, what are you interested in? What are your, you know, quote unquote, presenting problems or the things that you want to work on in therapy? Mm-hmm. And so the cool thing is going into that first session, you're go- the therapist is already going to have a lot of that context because you've provided them with that beforehand, which is really cool because that awesome. takes some of the pressure off of you. And second, I think during that first intake meeting, you know, personally, I just like to get to know the person, get to know what they're looking for Mm -hmm. and get to know more about them and help them feel comfortable. Because I think like you just so like eloquently said, people are uncomfortable going into this. Mm -hmm. I hate broccoli, right? Or I hated broccoli. (laughs) First five times I tried it, I was like, ew, this is gross, but I know it's good for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. a lot like that with seeing a therapist right we're we're way better than broccoli by the way but (laughs) it's you know it might feel uncomfortable because not because it's bad not Mm -hmm. because it's scary not because it's unhelpful but because society and the world have told us that it can be yeah so our mind is going to fill in those blanks with the information we already have yeah but the cool thing is if you've got a good therapist which is most of them out there Mm -hmm. right you're gonna hopefully feel comfortable you're going to feel like empowered and strengthened and not picked on about the things you've done wrong, but empowered about the things you've done right and the things that you want to do in your future. So it's way cooler than it sounds. It's way better than the world makes it think it is. Oh, for sure. For sure. I want to, um, you know, I think the last piece of this for me is that it's like, so I, well, just to echo one of the things that you said that each time I've been in that initial um like session, it really has been like like okay, here's what you've said you want to work on. Like you're telling me. Like I'm here, like this time is about you. Yeah. It's it's actually it's it's really cool. Uh, one of the pieces that I've realized is that it's one of the few times where like especially as somebody that tries to serve other people and love other people is one of the times where like it's okay to be selfish yes. <laughs> okay yes it's like this is about me right love now that. love that. right and like and so that's part of what happens is that your counselor your therapist is like okay this is what you've said you want to work on mm-hmm. okay and like like you know help me understand that yeah. unpack it like give me give me some ideas about what is, what does that look like what does it look like for you to thrive like you're setting it yes. and they're there to help you get there and and that's part of why it's amazing <laughs> we totally just fist bump because nate's points are amazing i'm uh i'm crushing it to eric but <laughs> yes. but i'm getting so passionate i'm coughing but um i think the 
I think one of the maybe final hurdles that I hear people wrestle with is what happens if I don't like my counselor Ooh, or what happens question. if I don't vibe with them or they're one of the small, small percentages that is just not a good counselor. They're just a jerk. Like, like what happens? Like you've touched on it a little bit, mm-hmm. but like I was wondering if you just unpack that too. <laughs> like Absolutely. what happens when you just don't like them? That's <laughs> such, such, such a good question. And that's one of these things that's not talked about much and it should be is that is honestly and I'll be totally honest because I love y'all out there, (laughs) that's fairly possible, maybe Mm -hmm. even fairly likely, that not the fact that it won't be a good therapist or that you won't be good. It's, I always say a a good therapist is like a good shoe. You need Mm -hmm. to make sure it fits for you, right? It's that therapist might be the perfect one for someone else, else. your cousin, your brother, your mom, whatever. But for you, maybe you need someone who's more direct, or mm-hmm. someone who's more just supportive and compassionate. And like Nate just said, somebody who's going to empower you and say like, hey, let's unpack that a little bit. This yeah. is what you say you want. How can we, how can you get there and how can I support you mm-hmm. to find some tools and strategies to help you on that journey? No, yeah. you know, no. Yeah. So I totally lost the original question, but I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Like, if you don't like them, like, do you just go? Yes, because because this this is. <laughs> this is the challenge. Yes. I've met with you a couple times. Uh-huh. Okay. Am I supposed to, at the end of our, our, our meeting, go, so I don't like you. <laughs> right? like, you kind of suck. Like, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Like, Because, again, because that, that's scary. It all is. Right? It is. Um, it took a lot to get me here. Like, mm-hmm. do I just, and I think that's part of what traps people is that yes. they're like, what if I get to that place and I don't know what, like, like what do I do then? Totally. And it's a thing, it's a story that I think they're filling in gaps. Yep. Before they've even gotten there. So like, true. And so I think it's not an excuse, but it's a thing that like, it's a barrier for yes. them. Like, I don't know what to do if I got to that situation. Right, right. And I think that's such a good question. And for the second time, I'll try to answer this more directly because <laughs> <laughs> I just love talking to you. I think when or if that were to happen, again, hopefully, probably it won't. You know, hopefully mm-hmm. the therapist, I honestly think the therapist's job more than yours is to ask you for feedback right and i say that before my first session i say that during my first session and quite frequently during sporadic sessions is like hey you know i ask you for feedback all the time like how are you doing what's going well what's stressing you out this week etc so part of that journey is you get to give me feedback yeah so like as we did an activity today was that helpful or was it not and not in a way that's going to be like putting you in a weird position of like telling the therapist they did a bad job and you feel awkward. Mm-hmm. It's more like, hey, it's kind of like a doctor, yeah. right? You get to choose what you go to the doctor for. Yeah. The doctor doesn't get to say, hey, I think I want to work on your bunions today. If you want to work on the fact that you've got muscle pain in your <laughs> left shoulder, yep. it's like you get to steer that ship. Yeah. So if by chance you reach that point, and you make all these moves, go online, find your therapist, have those first couple sessions, and then you're like, hey, I don't think you know, this therapist is a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. One thing you can do you know, is just have a very calm conversation with them and be like, hey, you know, I really appreciate the help. I appreciate you making time for me. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I think right now I'm okay. I, I don't think that, you know, this is one, the best fit for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you're an awesome person, but maybe 
could you help me find a referral? Mm-hmm. That's one way for yep. people who can be very direct. That's, I was that's, scary. Say, that's nice and bold. <laughs> that's very bold. <laughs> what about for the rest of us? For most people, right? It's, you know, you can just phase out. So yeah. say you go three times and you're like, I thought this was going to be great, but it's not the right fit. You know, you can just literally say, you know, when they, at the end of the session say, when would you like to meet next? You can just say, oh, you know what? Actually, my schedule's really busy next week. I'm going away. Mm-hmm. I'll call you, right? Yep. And I swear, that's okay. It sounds yep. like tricky or goofy or, or icky, but it's not. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel comfortable saying, hey, I don't think we're the right fit, mm-hmm. that's okay. That's yep. part of the business for therapists, just like yep. for doctors. Yep. It's not you need to be best friends with your doctor or your therapist. It's yep. They're there to support you on your journey. Yep. And if they're not, or they can't, or they've got a different approach, mm-hmm. you go elsewhere, yep. you know, and they're not going to have hurt feelings. Yeah. We all go through this. So yeah. like, <laughs> they're not going to say, Sarah didn't call me, darn it. <laughs> I know for me what happened. I, uh, I went to counselor yeah. and first couple of meetings were good and then just not vibing. Yes. And, and, and that's important. And I, uh, I just didn't schedule another meeting. Yes. <laughs> And, and I just, okay, right? I never said anything yeah. and just like, I just, whatever, yes. <laughs> just whatever. And then, and then took a little bit, but I, like, I, I still um, about a month and a half, two months. So like, yeah, I should find somebody else. Yeah. And I did it. And I kind of redid that whole cycle, Yes, but it was much shorter instead of like two years. It was like two months yep. and then found one in my first session with that guy. It was great. Who I see Good. consistently now. First session with him, we're talking about what is it you want. I said, "Here's what I don't want." Great, <laughs> oh, I love is, that. This name. is what this is what had the other guy did, and I hated that. That's don't so do awesome. that. That's so awesome. <laughs> and he's like, "Noted, noted." Okay, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Because because again, this is it's so funny. Like in Sojourn, we talk all the time about helping people, like be. Um, we, we one of the things we say all the time, and it's kind of ironic considering this conversation, but we say all the time, it's not about me. Yeah. Okay. Because in most areas of life, we we tend to have this like backwards where like we make everything about us, right. but then like that's actually not the healthiest way to live. Mm-hmm. This is the one time that's not completely true. Okay. Totally. That like it is about you, mm-hmm. and it is about your journey, and like them helping you, and yes. you need to let them know that and so make it clear. True. Oh, I love that, Nate. And I love that because you brought that up earlier and I wanted to talk about it. So I love that you're bringing it up. It's like therapy, it can feel selfish, right? Going to the doctor can feel selfish. Ordering your favorite food can feel selfish, right? But here's the cool thing. By helping yourself, you're help better able to help the people you love. For sure. You, you know, there's this old expression. I know it's corny, but I love it. You can't pour from an empty cup. You can't. You know? So it's like by you taking care of you and being quote unquote selfish – you're filling you up. Mm-hmm. I always talk about it like we're phones. We got to recharge our phone at the end of the day if we 100%. use it a lot. You 100%. know, if we put out a lot of energy into the world, guess what? We got to recharge. You do. You do. So let's uh, let's start heading towards wrapping up with this. That somebody listening right now, the first two weeks they hear what a master staff is. <laughs> Okay, and now we have no <laughs> answers. We got way more answers with Eric today oh, than we that. did. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Nice action steps and practical things and breaking down barriers. But still, I still can imagine somebody that like mm-hmm. it, that them going through all these episodes, maybe they skip parts of it, 
but they're still on the fence. Yeah. And they're like, I don't like talking about emotional health. I don't like talking about mental health. I don't like talking about any of this. Mm-hmm. But I like Nate. Yeah. Eric's voice Duh. sounds nice. Like, Thank you know, you. Uh, like I'm willing to listen, but I'm still not really buying what you're selling me. Or or they're on the fence. They're like, Or <clears throat> the other side of that, too, is somebody's like, yeah, I right. know. Right. But, like, they're on the fence. What would be, I, like, we've already kind of said a lot of it, but what would be your, like, you know, your final, like, sales pitch of, like, man, this is why you should really heavily consider taking care of your mental and emotional health? That's a great question. I was just going to try to get my little blurb from my website, but I'm totally <laughs> not because that's lame. <laughs> but basically, I would say, how cool would it be, right, for you, all you awesome people out there, to feel a little less stressed. Mm-hmm. How cool would it be for you great awesome. people, right? To feel a little more content, a little more happy, a little more joyful, a little more in the moment and not in your head. And for someone to literally just be there for you and not have to feel selfish or icky about it. It's like you, and also you or your insurance are paying them. Yep. You're doing them a favor by showing up <laughs> just to let you know. And they can be there to support you. So it's it's a really cool and in many ways unique kind of relationship in that you don't have to be best friends with this person. You don't, you know, have to form this long term thing. It's like they're a service to you. Mm-hmm. Utilize that service if and when you want it. Because yeah. I also don't want to just throw out the idea that Therapy is the best thing ever for everybody and at every time. And every, I do think yep. everybody should have a therapist. But, you know, get there on your own time. I yep. don't want this to be a sales pitch for me. I want it to just be a very human, realistic, down-to-earth kind of, you know, person-to-person thing of like, hey, you're worthy. Everybody is, mm. right? Why not invest in you? Yeah. And then you can invest in others if you want to yeah. or keep yeah. all that greatness to yourself, whatever <laughs> yeah. works. It's your yeah. journey. <laughs> I love it. I, I think the thing that like really unlocked for me in this conversation is that whole thrive thing, which I yeah. think is funny that like you, that's one of your like core values or whatever, yes. because like it really is that piece. Most people are fine. Okay. And congrats. You're fine. Right. But there is better. Yes. There is better. And like, you know, I just, as a spiritual person, I would say that's, you know, we, we're, this is at the end of the show, so we're not going to go down this road too much. But, like, that's what Jesus invited us mm-hmm. into. Like, that's really what I believe that, like, Jesus, like, there's so much more for you. Jesus, the way Jesus said it was that, like, I want you to have a full life. Yeah. Okay. And I think part of that full life includes taking care of your mental and emotional health. And, mm-hmm. and that, I mean, I think this is right in line. Yeah. So, this has been an awesome conversation. I think, like, seriously, it's so funny that like, when I was like, this is everything I hoped for <laughs> because like, cause like literally we just jumped into this yes. uh, as a staff and it's the thing we're talking about. It's funny. Some of our staff have started going to counseling because of these nice. conversations. And so it's so good. Awesome. I may have forced some of them, but, um, <laughs> cause whatever. Anyway, uh, you can unpack that, that off there. <laughs> <Yes>. Love <laughs> it, mate. Like, but it's been so helpful. So good. If somebody was like, man, Eric was so helpful and like they wanted to reach out and have a question. What's the best way that they could do that? Feel free. I would love to connect with anybody who needs any kind of, you know, support questions uh, at any point. Feel free to hit up my website if you'd like. Mm. And that is compassionateperspectives.clientsecure.me 
and basically that long website nate's gonna have it linked so we'll be good to go yes you can just click it you don't have click to remember it. that yeah. or you can play this back and like write yeah. it out but yeah we will make sure to link that in our description you're awesome you i you're gonna you're gonna need to be my uh my counselor that I have on retainer when I'm like, all right, well, we're going to get a counselor back in. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, always down for like, that, Nate. Like, we, we didn't do this, but you know what? We need to do an episode where you just like, where you just, you, you actually, I think, started to do it. You, you got some notes we didn't get to, but like where you start like unpacking our staff dynamics and Let's go, oh, man, there's some, <laughs> we should bring you to our staff meeting and be like, all right, so here's your staff issues. Yes. Like, <laughs> we got to talk about like, anger here. Like, like, there's a lot of anger on this team. Uh, Love you, you, staff. You rock. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no. It's been awesome. Again, I guys, I, I just, everybody listening, I can't thank you enough. Your mental and emotional health is so important. This is something that at Sojourn, we want to empower and help you and make you feel comfortable doing. I hope you enjoyed this. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us. You can DM us, or if you have our numbers, hit us up. Uh, you can even DM us, and I'll give you my number. But uh, but for, for, for real, get in touch with us. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. And in the meantime, there's one very important thing we ask everybody to do. And I was wondering if you would do the honors this week, Eric. Stay awesome. Stay awesome, folks. You rock. Stay awesome. Love it. See you, friends.